0: I want to welcome you. Glad that you're here with us worshiping this morning, whether it's here or online, wherever you might be. I know many of you are traveling. You might be at the lake or somewhere else, but we're glad that you're worshiping with us online. Hopefully you'll connect with us and uh, let us know you're there. Well, before I get started, I I wanted to let you know that I've had the privilege a couple times in the last few weeks to spend it in our kids' ministry, to be up there helping and volunteering. And I just want to say thank you If you're one of our kids ministry volunteers, thank you for what you do. Man, you make a difference in the lives of those kids, and we are so thankful for that. I want you to know that we have a need for more volunteers, though. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing ways that you could get involved. So I just want to encourage you today to start praying about those opportunities. See if God's maybe laying it on your heart to get involved, to volunteer, There's many different roles. I know sometimes we think it's just the teaching, but there's teaching, there's helping, there's drama, there's tech, there's meeting new families and escorting them to the kids' ministry so they can have a great experience. There's so many different things that go into kids' ministry. And I just want to encourage you to get involved. You know, we say that we care about our kids, we want to make a difference. Well, the proof is whether we engage and whether we use our time and our talents and our treasures to invest in those kids. So I just want to encourage you to do so. Well, this morning we're gonna be talking about waiting. And I know as I say waiting, I can just sense your enthusiasm for waiting. And you guys are just, you can't wait, right? No, none of us like to wait. Some of you might even be thinking, I, I don't wanna wait through a sermon on waiting. Don't raise your hand, don't raise your hand. I don't want that. But none of us like to wait, do we? Waiting is not a fun part in life. In fact, we do everything we can to get rid of waiting in our life, out of our culture. I mean, I was thinking about it and getting ready, and and sometimes we don't wanna wait in line. Did you know you can actually pay people to stand in line for you so you don't have to wait? Fast food industry, right? They put in drive-throughs so you didn't have to wait to go inside. I guess that's not fast enough. We wait in the drive-through line so they had to come up with new ways. You put an order on your phone, you pull in and they bring it out to you so you don't wait in the line. Or if you're Chick-fil-A, they meet you like six blocks down the street (laughs) to take your order so you don't have to wait by the time you get up there. We do everything we can to get rid of waiting. Think about TV, commercials. You know, I grew up, we were talking to our kids. I remember when you had to watch commercials. Now you can pay to skip them, so you don't have to wait to get to your program. Just everything we do, we're always looking at ways to remove the waiting out of our lives. We don't like to wait. That's not who we are. We don't like to wait, especially in our culture but we're all waiting for something, aren't we? We all have waiting in our life. It might look different. Some of you might just have been waiting for a green light this morning. Others might be waiting for a job or to go off to school or for something to happen. Some of you are waiting for healing, something something big in your life. Some of you maybe have just been waiting for a few hours. Others of you, you might be waiting your whole life and you've been waiting for years and years. For something to happen. But we all find ourselves waiting. We don't avoid it as believers. We don't get a free pass on the waiting. No, we go through the waiting too, don't we? I want you to know my family, we've been experiencing that waiting. And I want to share a little bit of that with you, so maybe it'll help encourage you guys as we go through it. But about five years ago, my wife and I, we started uh, talking about expanding our family, and we felt like God laid it on our heart to adopt. And so we began the process. Filled out all the paperwork, went through the home studies, did all the background check. You guys, some of you know the process is very long, there's a lot that goes on with it. And during that time, we felt like God told us, I want you to adopt a little girl from China. So we said yes. Paperwork, everything got sent off, and and we began to wait. And we waited. And we waited. But then one day, we got a phone call. My wife took the phone call, and it was the adoption agency, and they said, hey, good news, we have a gift. We have a little girl. She's in one of our orphanages right now, but we think she'd be a perfect fit for your family. Oh, what an awesome day that was. We celebrated. We rejoiced. We thought our waiting was over, but it wasn't. We began making arrangements and looking at travel to go over there, And as we began looking at flights and and getting ready to book them, the adoption agency reached out and said, hey, wait, wait, wait to book your tickets. There's news coming out of China that may impact your ability to go. You guys know what the news was. It's impacted all of you guys too. It was COVID. They shut down the travel and some of the agencies that were working on adoptions, they closed and in fact, they still haven't reopened over there. So we find ourselves still waiting. What we thought was going to be maybe a few days turned into a few weeks and months, and now years. You see, when we first got matched, she was about 15, 16 months old, and she's turning four this summer. That's a long time to wait. She's waiting in an orphanage. We're waiting. There's a lot of waiting going on. You guys know what it's like. You guys have stories like that too in your life of what you're waiting on. You're waiting for God to do something. Your story might be a little different, but it's similar because you are waiting. I know we can't cover everything there is to know about waiting in in one sermon, but there's a few things today that I hope that we can cover that will encourage us and hopefully help us in our time of waiting. Would you stand with me out of respect for God's word as we read from Romans chapter 8, verse 25 this morning? And it says, But if we hope for what we do not yet have, We wait for it patiently. Let's pray. Father, the waiting can be hard, but you tell us in your word that we can anticipate you doing something. And because we anticipate what you're going to do, we can wait patiently expecting you to show up. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right, I want to give you a little bit of context here. So Paul is talking to believers at this time. And he's talking to them about what is to come. You see, the believers were facing some suffering during this time. In fact, you look at that point in Romans, and and what we see is that's the point where it says all of creation is groaning at this point. There's suffering and there's challenges, and it's groaning because it's waiting for Jesus to come back and make all things right, for the redemption of our bodies, for everything to be made right again, the way it was originally intended. But Paul tells us it hasn't happened yet. And so we find ourselves, along with the believers at that time, waiting for it to take place. As believers, I can't think of anything that we're waiting on more than that. Do you? I mean, as believers, we're waiting. We talk about the suffering and the heartache. We're waiting for Jesus to come back and get rid of it, to make things right, to make it whole again, to restore what was broken. We find ourselves waiting. And if that's one of the things that we are waiting for most as believers, and Paul is talking about it, we can look to see what Paul says about it and learn from it and apply it in our season of waiting. I want to give you a little bit of a a definition here on waiting. And waiting means to patiently anticipate. More specifically as believers, it means to patiently anticipate what God is going to do. You you think about Paul in this scenario or in the setting and what he's talking about. Paul knows that things are going to be made right again, but it has not happened yet. So that time period in between is the time of waiting. But Paul is saying we can anticipate it. God has told us that it's going to happen. And so we can anticipate that God is going to do something. And he says, though, that we are to wait patiently. That's hard. That's hard. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard to be patient. Did you know that the definition of of patience basically means to tolerate delay, tolerate waiting or struggle or challenges without becoming annoyed or anxious? You see, that's hard to do, isn't it? Because when we're anticipating something, we just want it to happen. We don't want anything to get in the way. And when it does, we become annoyed. We become frustrated. It can make us anxious. But Paul is telling us, hey, when you know that God is going to do something, you've got to wait patiently and not get flustered when things get in the way. Look what it says here in 2 Peter. Okay, I want to remind you that one of the reasons why we struggle with the waiting is that we look at it as wasted time, don't we? We think that something better can be done with our time, but in 2 Peter, I wanna remind you that he says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. You see, God doesn't look at time like you and I. Time is different for God. He's eternal, he's everlasting, he always was and always will be. We might be confined by time, but God isn't. We are confined by time, but I wanna ask you, if we have this much time, if we're confined by time, who is it that gives us that time? It's God, isn't it? Who ordains our steps during that amount of time that we have here on earth? It's God. Who is the greatest resource steward of all the resources? Again, it's God. And so if God knows the amount of time that we have in our life, And he allows us to await for a period of time. I want you to know it's not wasted time. God doesn't waste anything. He's not going to waste our time. There's a purpose for that. There's a purpose. I want you to think even with Jesus. Jesus found himself waiting, didn't he? We see stories that there is an anticipation of what Jesus was going to do. And then references that the time had not yet come. It wasn't ready. But Why? Why did Jesus find himself waiting? Because his father was still making preparations behind the scenes. Things had to be changed, places had to change, people had to change, hearts, circumstances. Changes had to be made. And so Jesus found himself waiting while God was working behind the scenes. God is always working behind the scenes. When we find ourselves waiting, it's so God can work. We wait while God works. He's going to get everything aligned in the perfect timing. May not be our timing, but he's working behind the scenes to get everything in line so the time is right. And when the time is right, it comes to fruition. Look what C.S. Lewis says. He says, I am sure that God keeps no one waiting unless he sees that it is good for him to wait. That's hard. That's hard, isn't it? Because for us, a lot of times, we don't see the good in the waiting. We struggle with that. We don't look at it in that same way. We see the challenge, and we see the heartache, and we go, there's no good in waiting. But God is doing something in the waiting. I want to remind you of that. He is working. He is always working. All right. Let's look at this here. If God has given you a destination, don't panic when the journey doesn't go as planned. If you remember back a few weeks ago, Pastor Bob was was preaching and he talked about Mark chapter 4. And he talked about how Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat and that they were going to go to the other side. And as they're going to the other side, a storm pops up, right? And the disciples, they panicked. You see, they weren't preparing for the storm. Many times in our life, we're kind of like the disciples. We just get in the boat and expect smooth sailing. God's given us a destination. He said this is what's going to happen, so we anticipate it, but we forget that life is filled with bumps and delays. And as believers, we experience those too. Look in James, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. We see here that it's not a matter of if you face trials. It's a matter of when. As believers, we face trials all of the time. James tells us you need to be ready for them, expect them. Trials of all different kinds. You might be going through a different trial, but I want you to know waiting is a trial. I know that because in waiting, our faith is tested. And that's what it says. That in the trial, our faith is tested. But look, good things can come from it. Look at the, the testing of our faith. It produces perseverance. And that perseverance then does a work in us and it makes us complete where we lack nothing. We begin to look more like Jesus. Our faith grows stronger and deeper. We are thankful for that. But I want to remind you that just like the disciples, you can be right in the will of God and still experience that trial. Jesus told the disciples to get in the boat. They were being obedient to Jesus when the storm popped up. He's in the boat. You can't get any closer to God than him being in the boat. And yet the storm, the trial, the things that you and I go through, the waiting, God can call you to do something or you can anticipate something and be right where God wants you and still experience that waiting or the trial or whatever it might be. For us, it's the waiting. But we have to remember to step back and look at it. James tells us that there's good that comes from it. Our faith gets tested. We grow. Perseverance comes about. I want you to know that as I step back and look at our own personal situation in our waiting, yes, I wish that our daughter was here. I really do. But when I step back and I look at it, I also can't help but recognize what God's done to our faith in the waiting. My wife and I were talking about it just this week. And we both agree that as individuals, our faith is stronger as individuals now than it was when we started the journey. The waiting has done something, and God has used it to strengthen our individual faith. Our marriage is stronger because we've had to go through the waiting together. Our kids pray every night. We have two other little girls. They pray every night for their little sister, and I'm thankful for that. They ask questions about what's taking so long and why the waiting, but you know what? It gives us an opportunity to talk to them about how we still are trusting God in the waiting, that there are delays. We find ourselves waiting, and I believe that it is strengthening my kids so that one day, we know that there's gonna be trials, they're gonna face them on their own. And that is laying a foundation and helping them see how we are walking through it. I hope that we're a good example for it. But it's strengthened our family. There are good things that have came through the waiting. It's not easy, but sometimes we have to step back and we have to look at what we're going through. And it's hard in the middle of it. But if we can, we can step back and see some good things and we can praise God for it. But I want you to know that in order for our faith to be tested and for us to get that perseverance and for us to grow in the faith, we have to stay connected to God. That's how we bear that fruit. You remember Pastor Bob just just last week was talking about staying connected to the vine. See, in the waiting, we can find ourselves going one of two directions. We can either lean into God or we can lean away. It really is up to you and whether you stay connected to the vine. One of the ways that we stay connected to God is through prayer. And I know that prayer can sometimes be hard in the waiting. You become weary and just kind of worn down, same praying the same prayer after same prayer. But I want you to know, don't give up in that prayer. Keep praying. Keep praying. No matter how many times you prayed it, keep praying. You don't know when God is going to answer that prayer. So keep praying. A few weeks ago, one of our pastors was leading us in our our staff prayer time, and and we have uh, people take turns leading devotions. And this one particular devotion talked about praying with a boldness and a courage. And our prayer should intensify in the waiting. And so he he was talking about that, how we should pray more and with more courage and more boldness. We should find ourselves on our knees more often. And he said... Unfortunately, sometimes we fail to do so because we fear the disappointment that might come from going all in and then not having our prayer answered the way we want it to. Some of you have been there. It's hard to pray that sometimes and be all in on the prayer because you don't want to be let down. But the author of this devotion went on and challenged us and said, I would rather run the risk of disappointment, then run the risk of missing out on the miracle of that answered prayer. You don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out on that thing that you've been waiting for and desiring and praying for. Go all in in your prayer life. Be all in. Leave it all there for God. At the end of the the college basketball season, or, or towards the end, I was watching A couple games, and it was Coach K, Duke's coach, famous coach. It was his last game, and they were interviewing him after the game. The team had just lost, and they said, Coach, how's your team doing? He said, they're in the locker room, and they're crying. He said, I'm glad. He goes, I'm glad, because at the end of the year, all I care about is I just want my team in that locker room, win or lose, crying. I thought that was a really interesting statement. He went on to say, I always hope for them to cry at the end of the year because then, win or lose, I know that they were all in. They were all in, all throughout the year, ups and downs, no matter what trial, no matter what happened, no matter what they had to wait through. If my team is crying at the end of the year, I know that they were all in. That's how we got to be. God wants us all in. He can work with someone who's all in doesn't mean that our prayer is going to be answered exactly the way we want it to, but he wants us to be all in. And yeah, there might be tears, no matter how the prayer gets answered, but that's okay. God is right there. He wants the tears because he knows that that means that you're all in. I want you to know that I've been trying to pray with that boldness and that courage because again, we want to end the waiting. But I also want you to know that over the last, period of waiting, my prayer has changed. My prayer has changed. And I want to look at this and share this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you guys know the story. The king is telling them, hey, you've got to worship our gods, our idols. And they say, no, we're not doing it. We're not serving your gods. And And the king says, fine, then I'm going to throw you in the fiery furnace. And this was their response. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up." Man, what a great example for us. Here are these men and they're praying with this boldness and their courage, and they believe that God is going to save them, save them from this fire. But they tell the king, hey, guess what, king? Even if God doesn't answer our prayer the way we want him to, to, want Him to, he is still our God. That doesn't change. He is still our God. We may not understand why, we may have some questions, but even if God does not answer the prayer, he is still God. We're not gonna worship anyone else. We are worshiping you, God. Their faith and their trust was not dependent Upon God answering their prayer, their way. Boy, that's, that's a big place to be, isn't it? So I want you to know that as my prayer has changed, it is still asking God to end the waiting. But there's another piece to it that ends with, God, even if you don't, you're still God. I want to submit my will for yours. That's what we, last week when we talk about purpose in our life, it's to bring glory to God, isn't it? Well, that means that we have to submit our will for His. And there are times where we have to cry out. And yes, we have to ask for what we want. But we also have to submit our will for His and say, God, if that means that you're going to get more glory for the waiting to continue, then we'll keep waiting. I don't really want to, but I will. And we will. And I hope you will. If it brings glory to God, that is our desire. But I know that every day that goes by that we keep waiting, it just looks more and more like it's not going to happen. Right? You wait for something, and and every day that goes by, the obstacles seem to grow. Something else gets in the way. I want to look at the story of Abraham and Sarah, and I know we use it sometimes to talk about waiting. Waiting. But here, here is this couple that is waiting on a son, and they've been waiting their whole life. And look what Romans 4 says about Abraham. It says, Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Here's Abraham and Sarah, and they're up in age. And here every day that goes by, everyone around them, the world would have looked at it and said, "You're a day older. You're not going to have a child." It looked like the obstacle was just growing, like it wouldn't happen. But Abraham heard God entrusted what God said. He didn't waver in unbelief. Why? Because he believed that God had the power to do just what He had promised. And so he stayed committed, believing and trusting in God. His faith was tested. It was strengthened. And through that, he gave glory to God. You see, in our waiting, how we wait, just like Abraham, how we wait can bring glory to God. If we are patient in our anticipation, if we believe that he has the power to do what he said he was going to do, and we can wait through it patiently, and not become annoyed or anxious that things are getting in the way. We can bring glory to God with how we find ourselves waiting. You know, Paul, Paul says some of these similar words about believing and trusting what God would do. Look in Acts here, Acts 27, 25. Paul says, So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Paul said this waiting. How do I know because it's talking about the future, that it will happen. It hasn't happened yet. Paul's saying, I believe that it's going to happen just like God told me. And he's encouraging us and saying, be strong. I hope I have that faith like Paul that believes that when God says something, I believe that he has the power to do it and he's going to see it through and that's what I'm going to anticipate taking place in my life. I want you to know that it's hard, though, isn't it? It's hard. We have the obstacles. We have these things that come up, and, and it's hard to wait. It's not fun sometimes. But I want to encourage you today not to give up. Don't give up in the waiting. Wherever you find yourself, don't give up. I know what I want to experience, and I want you to experience the same thing. I want you to experience the other side of the waiting, the other side of the storm, the other side of the trial. I want you to be able to experience that with God, to experience that with Jesus. Yes, he's with us in the middle of it, but I want to get on the other side, and I want you to. I want you to experience that. Can you imagine if the disciples right in the middle of that storm would have just jumped out of the boat and said, I'm done. I'm giving up. I'm not going on. They would have missed out on everything that took place on the other side of that trial, on the other side of that waiting. But they didn't. They went through it with Jesus. They went through it with Jesus. And on the other side, we were able to experience some of the most amazing things because they stayed committed and they did not give up. Again, it's hard. I know we're talking about praying and leaning into God and trusting. We've got to have the right perspective. I want you to know that even with that, like we talked about, we can be right in the center of God's will and still face these obstacles, still find ourselves waiting. And even waiting with Jesus and having that trust and that faith, it can be really hard. We can experience times where the tears start coming and they just don't seem to stop. You can lay your head on the pillow and, and struggle to fall asleep. You can wake up the next morning and wonder, how am I going to get the strength to go through today? I don't know that I can wait another minute because you desire it so much that the waiting is hard and it can be emotional and heavy. I can't imagine waiting without Jesus. It's hard enough and a challenge with him. And some of you are trying to do it without him. Some of you haven't welcomed Jesus into your life and said, Jesus, you're my Lord and savior. I want you to be a part of my life and I want you to walk this journey of waiting with me. I can't imagine how much harder the waiting is. I want to encourage you. If that's you today in person or online, make that decision to welcome Jesus into your life. It changes everything. If you're in person, you can go out to the starting point, there's, there's some tables with volunteers right outside the sanctuary doors after service. They'd love to talk to you more about what it means to welcome Jesus into your life and to now walk through life with him. It truly is the starting point of your faith. And I want to encourage you to go out and do that. And I want to remind you that, that Jesus, remember that he was fully man. He knows how you feel. He understands what you're experiencing. He had to wait. He cried. He had trials. He experienced what we experienced. But Jesus was also fully God. That means that he has the power to do something about your waiting. He has has the power to do something about your circumstances. He has the power to help you through that journey. He's the one that's going to sit there and wipe away your tears when they come. He's going to give you the peace that you need. To fall asleep at night. He's going to give you the strength you need to get out of bed to face those new challenges. When you don't think you can go on, He'll carry you through it. But you need Him in your life. You have to lean in. You have to trust in Jesus. And yes, it's hard. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But there is the other side. We have to believe, and that's what the waiting is about, is that we are patiently anticipating that God is gonna do something. You know, my prayer is that wherever you find yourself today, your story is different than mine, but you find yourself waiting. Each and every one of us do. I hope you're encouraged and strengthened through the Spirit this morning to keep on going and to lean into God through the waiting and believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do anticipate it and knowing that it's coming, have the faith, have the strength to wait patiently knowing that there might be some things getting in the way. I might have to wait. I might have to experience some heartache and and things may not go exactly as I planned, but I'm going to wait and I'm going to be patient through it because I can't wait to get to the other side. I can't wait to receive what it is that God has for me and I'm going to anticipate that. But Jesus has to be the focus. He has to be the focus. Sometimes we begin to wait or we desire something so bad in our life and we, we pray so much for it that it, begins, it starts to creep in and take the place of Jesus. You see, we think that if we just get that, if we can just end the waiting, if we can just get through this, that's going to give me the peace. That's going to give me the hope and the joy and everything I desire. It's not. I wish it would. It might be a part of it. God might want to work through that and give you whatever it is that you're waiting for as a piece of it, but it's not going to fulfill everything you need and desire in your life. That fulfillment only can come through Jesus. That's why we have to keep him the center of all of it. We have to cry out to him and desire him more than anything else. And when we do, we can get through the waiting. We can endure because we're waiting and enduring with the one that we desire. And we can praise him for that. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful. We are thankful for you that that you are a God who loves us. And I know that there are times in the waiting, God, where it is hard. It is hard. But you, God, give us everything we need for the moment. And so we trust that things will happen just as you say. We come to you with boldness and courage and I pray that whatever it is that your people are waiting for, God, I pray that they will see you working behind the scenes and I pray that for some, the waiting will be over and that we will glorify you in it. I know that there are some here today that are weary and worn down and they're just struggling to wait. They wonder if you see them. They wonder if they are noticed. God, may they feel your presence. May they know that you see them right where they are, no matter how long it takes, no matter what they're going through, you see them. God, we trust you today. We trust you and we look with patient anticipation on what it is that you're going to do in the days ahead. And we give you the glory as we wait. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Would you guys stand and receive the blessing? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance and give you his peace. This week, as you go out and waiting, I hope you look at it differently and you patiently anticipate what God's gonna do in each and every one of your lives. Have a blessed week.